This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode number 45, Tiny Improvements Compound Over Time, with your hosts, Heather Stables and Leah Davidson. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching to help you face change and adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are your hosts, Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and we are certified life coaches and speech-language pathologists. We will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. How are you? I'm <laughs> good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited about this topic. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> No way. It totally is. All these things. I wonder if we're going to run out of topics that are my favorites. And eventually when we get to like the episodes and hundreds, I'll be like, ah, this is an okay topic. (laughs) I'm languishing today. (laughs) That's right. Hey, did you see that Adam Grant, who actually wrote the article about languishing that we talked about on a previous episode, came out with a TED Talk just this week, all about languishing. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll have to post it in our... uh, Building Resilience uh, Club Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into this podcast. So when we think about future self and all of the goals we want to achieve, we zoom the lens as far into the future as possible to the end reward when we're already happy, fit, and rich. Sounds pretty nice. No, that's right. I want to be there. Take me there. Now. <laughs> <laughs> on. Take yeah. me there now. <laughs> and so this is why we set goals in the first place, based on how we think we'll feel when we get the results, when we achieve the thing. However, this is a huge problem for our brain because as you know, our brain is wired for instant gratification, all things fun and easy. And it's definitely not interested in delayed gratification. It wants no part in that. What's interesting though, is that with unhealthy habits, the reward is immediate and the consequence is delayed, which is why we buy the clothing, skip the gym, and order the Uber Eats right now, because the benefit is that you get that dopamine hit right away. So let's consider a couple of other examples that do not apply to me at all. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay. Number one, watching the US Open. So that could be for some an immediate reward. And the consequence, which is delayed, is that work piles up. Another example could be shopping online. Again, the reward is immediate as soon as you click send. But then what happens a month later? The visa bill gets or arrives in the mail and that's the delayed consequence. Yeah, no one likes those delayed consequences. Now, the risk of focusing on the finish line is you don't achieve the result you want because you get in your own way. You end up self-sabotaging because you don't change your habits. And the reverse is true for building healthy habits. The consequence is immediate and the reward is delayed. So you go to the gym, which is the immediate consequence. You gain strength, speed, health, which is the delayed reward. You can save $100 a month, which is an immediate consequence, and that will help you pay off debt, which is a delayed reward. So this involves zooming out your lens to your present self. What feeling do you have to create in order to build a new habit. What would you have to tell yourself to create that feeling? Now, this is the part where it becomes all about the process. 
That's right. The tiny changes that happen between, you know, the starting point and the end point. And I think we've heard that, you know, the process is everything, right? That's right. And who we become along the process is everything as well. Mm -hmm. So it's story time, everybody. I'm going to tell you a little story. I've got some popcorn for your story, Heather. (laughs) Once upon a time, a few years ago, I was in Vancouver and had always wanted to do the grouse grind. So the day after I arrived, that's exactly what we did. And if you're not familiar... It's an intense hike up the face of Grouse Mountain. Have you ever done it, Leah? I've never done it. I've actually never even been out to Vancouver. (laughs) Well, this hike is also known as Mother Nature's Stairmaster. And to say it's steep is a complete understatement. It is literally straight up. And it starts at 300 meters and ends at 1,100 meters. So that's over 2.9 kilometers. Oh my gosh. So this is the opposite of instant gratification. (laughs) This is like punishment. This is total punishment. Why would you want to do this? (laughs) Well, I, I like challenges, I guess. And so the average time to do it is an hour and a half. And the fastest time up is half an hour. Isn't that wild? Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So at the time, I was physically fit and up for the challenge. But, and I'll say a big but, I was focused on my completion time right from the start. I just wanted to get to the reward already, you know? And what this translated to was mentally, my mind wasn't fit or focused because I was thinking about the end the entire time. And when you're hiking up an invisible Stairmaster for 2.9 kilometers, that's a long time. The process is long. So anyway, my lens was zoomed into the end and my gaze, it followed. So all I could think was like up, 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 always looking up and searching for the light at the end of this forever winding steep staircase because we were just surrounded by beautiful trees, like enveloped by nature's beauty. Here I was and all I could think about was making it to the end. And, you know, lucky for me, (laughs) there's actually no way out except up. So that choice was made for me. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you would have been going down, down, down. (laughs) And that would have taken all of 30 seconds. (laughs) Right, on your butt all the way down. (laughs) So I abandoned focusing on the end altogether. And, you know, especially as young kids and much older adults were like whizzing by me as if they had like a hot lunch date or something. And then started the comparison game, you know, and that only added layers of defeat. And so, you know, I shifted to focusing on frequent breaks and the infrequent, very infrequent markers along the way that showed, you know, a quarter of the way done, half of the way there, three quarters of the way there. And again, I was always on the lookout for these, always up. And when I eventually got to the summit, I was more relieved that it was over than excited for what I'd done. And it took us an hour and 15 minutes. So you had good time. (laughs) You beat the average. Now, now I know this was all about the primitive brain. It all makes total sense because it wasn't fun because it was painful. It wasn't easy because it was very hard and it wasn't familiar. It was totally new. And I knew as soon as I got to the top, I looked to my friend and I was like, I needed a redo. And if anyone knows me, I don't give up ever on anything. And tenacity is my middle name. So the day before I flew home, we did it again. And I'd integrated a few things that I'd learned based on my first try. I'd adapted and my mindset shifted as did my approach. So rather than focusing on the consequence or the end reward, I focused on the process, my feet, 
literally lifting one up at a time. And my gaze looked for where I wanted my foot to land, but never up. That was it. And I ignored the people whizzing by me or the signage marking the milestones. And looking back, I now know I had totally embraced mindfulness. I embraced the process and accepted that it was going to be hard. And I had let go expectations about completion time. We didn't take any breaks this time and finished under an hour. And so focusing on the process actually improved my mental strength and performance. That's such a great story. And I love that you finished in under an hour just by making the focus on the process and not the end result. Right. It's just, it was a shift and and subtle too, but it, it worked so much better. Exactly. Okay. So there's another story we're going to share today. And this comes from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read that book, it is an awesome book. Mm -hmm. And it's about the aggregation of marginal gains, also known as the 1% rule. And this one is for all you cyclists out there. So he tells a story right at the beginning of the book. In 2003, the British cycling team hired a new coach by the name of Dave Brailsford in hopes of turning around the hundred years of mediocrity. In that span of time, the British team had only won one gold medal at the Olympics and no Tour de France. They were so terrible that bike manufacturers refused to sell to them out of the fear that it would hurt their sales. So Brailsford had a new approach. The aggregation of marginal gains is what he called it, or looking for a tiny margin of improvement in everything you do. He planned to break down everything that went into riding a bike and improve it by 1%. So he totally zoomed out. He estimated that the team would win in five years. He made tons of tiny adjustments. Seats were more ergonomic, better grip on tires, heated overshorts to maintain muscle temperature. He used biofeedback sensors to monitor workouts, lighter suits, and fast recovery massage gel. He changed the pillows and the mattresses so they would get better sleep. He painted the inside of a truck white so it would detect dust on bikes. I mean, we're talking like minute changes. Well, the result... The team won 178 world championships and 66 Olympic or Paralympic gold medals, five Tour de France victories in what was considered the most successful run in cycling history. So the take-home message, tiny improvements accumulate into remarkable results. Yeah, I love that. I use that with so many of my clients. It's such a brilliant example because the tiny changes, they weren't even related. Mm-hmm, I know. Or you thought that they weren't related. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so 100, 100%, 1%, 100 seems like a lot, but 1% improvement doesn't seem like much. But what happens is it compounds over time. And so we often dismiss tiny changes because the consequence is immediate and the reward is delayed. It takes a while for our hard work to pay off. You know, we go to the gym, but we're not in shape yet. We save some money, but we're not a millionaire. We studied Tahitian for an hour, but we haven't learned Tahitian yet. And this is true. 
That's right. But it's what you can't see day to day, much like your puppy or your child growing or losing weight or getting fitter on a day to day basis. You don't notice these changes, but when others see you after not seeing you for a while, it's glaringly obvious. So tiny changes compound over time. 1% better a day turns into 37 times better over the course of a year and 1% worse, you'll decline nearly down to zero. So I really hope one of our mathematicians listeners can explain this math because to me, I'm always like, wouldn't 1% better a day turn into like 365% better a year? But I can't believe I just admitted that because there's probably people who are much better in math than me who are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that she doesn't understand that equation, but I don't. I don't either. But I know it's in there because it's in James Clear's book and it's obviously true then. Anyhow, and basically the result is it's the power of focusing on the process. We want to focus on the process. So let's talk about how do we focus on the process? Yeah, there's a few things to consider. First, number one, set an ambitious goal. For me, it was the gross grind. For James Railsford, it was winning the Tour de France. What's your goal? What's your ambitious goal? You know, one thing is to be certain, your mind will try to talk you out of it. Your mind will resist. It'll tell you to quit before you've started. And that's all okay because your mind can't possibly believe something is possible when you haven't done it yet. Our mind likes comfort. It likes easy. It likes fun. It likes familiar. And change is none of those things, but that's okay. Do it anyway. That's right. So after you've set your ambitious goal... You're going to feel it. And by that is how are you going to feel when you achieve this goal, when you achieve the reward? Identify that feeling. Is it going to be courageous? Is it going to be committed or capable or inspired or dedicated or confident? So create that feeling now. And that is what is going to fuel your behavior. Like what was your feeling, um, Heather, when you set your goal to climb that staircase? Yeah, I think it was inspired. Yeah. That's a great feeling. That kept me going. Okay. So number two, feel it. Number three, think it. We got to back up. If you know the model, you feel it, but all of our feelings are created by a thought we have. So back up and think it. What do you have to tell yourself to feel inspired? That was my feeling, but it could be whatever feeling is your feeling. So possible thoughts could be, you can borrow them, feel free, or you can generate your own. I'm worth it. I got this. I can do hard things. This is going to be fun. What's your thought? What motivates, what thought motivates you to feel however you want to feel? Yeah, those are such good thoughts. Now, the fourth thing you're going to do is you're going to do the 1% and you're going to make it easy. You're going to do like five minute increments. I know we've talked about this before. It's one of my favorite things to do and introduce to clients the power of the five minutes. Read five minutes a day, which turns into 30 hours a year. So it's no small feet to be doing that. That is math I get. That is math I get too. (laughs) So read five minutes a day, save $5 today, walk five minutes today, study Spanish five minutes a day, whatever it is, just be consistent. And that's why you want to start with 1%. Because if you're like, oh, I want to increase it by 50% every day, chances are you're not going to do it. It's just too much for your brain to handle. It's just too overwhelming. But when you set the 1%, the tiny change our brain is like, oh, that's totally doable. In fact, it's easier to do it than deal with the guilt of not doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it keeps you moving forward. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Rather than sliding backwards or, or staying stuck, at least you're moving forward. Number five, be mindful 
and in the present moment. So as you're working toward, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever action you're taking, connect, really connect with what you see, what you hear, what you feel, what you touch, what you taste as you're doing the thing. That's right. And the last thing you can do is track your progress. This becomes the reward. Every time you do the thing, check it off on the calendar, whatever it is, like put a sticker on the calendar or a check marker. This visual tracking system gives you a hit of dopamine, believe it or not. And that's what our brain is craving. So it reinforces that you are someone who can achieve what their goal is and you have the physical proof in front of you and you get that dopamine hit every time you do a little check mark. Okay, I'm going to leave you with one last nugget. So the compound results over time of investing 1% is like shifting an airplane by several degrees. So if a pilot is leaving from LAX to New York, if the pilot shifts his trajectory south by 3.5 degrees, he'll end up in Washington, D.C. instead. So these tiny improvements or these tiny shifts, they impact our results, our future results. And obviously we love that example because we've used it before. And I just think it really is just one of the best examples that shows how tiny shifts can make a difference. So remember, how do you want to do it? You want to focus on the process, set an ambitious goal, feel it, think it, then do 1% increments, be mindful that you're in the present moment doing it and track your progress. So you get that quick dopamine hit and that reward. That's what we have for you today. We'd love to hear what one of your ambitious goals is. So drop us a line and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you are interested in a little bit of weekly motivation, want to be kept in the know about upcoming free classes and resources, new podcast episodes, and other ways of working with us, please go subscribe to our weekly email. You can subscribe at www.hl-lifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Again, that's www.hl-lifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you again soon.